Hi listeners, thank you for being part of the Shweta audio experience. I am Shweta, teacher by profession, nutrition consultant by passion and entrepreneur by choice. You can get in touch with me and hang out with me at Instagram at the rate S-H-W-E-T-A-B-J-A-J handle and at Facebook at the rate official Shweta Bajaj. O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-S-H-W-E-T-A-B-J-A-J. Stay in touch. बुक नेम इज वट टू से वेन यू टॉक टू यूर सेल्फ बाय शेड हेलमेस्टेटर ही प्रोवाइड्स पावरफुल न्यू टेक्निक्स टू प्रोग्राम यूर पोटेंशियल टू सक्सेस वन क्योट इन द स्टार्टिंग चॉइसिस हु यू आर एंड वट यू रियली वॉन्ट आउट ऑफ लाइफ आर द रिजल्ट ऑफ द न्यू चॉइसिस यू स्टार्ट टू मेक बिगनिंग टूडे लेट शेड हेलमेस्टेटर शो यू हाउ वाई पॉजिटिव सेल्फ टॉक वर्कस As much as 77% of what you tell yourself may be working against you in this life changing book you will discover how the simple revolutionary technique of self talk can reverse negative programming and fill your life with new vital energy external solutions are temporary the self talk program leads to permanent behavioral change because you control all the messages silent spoken or written that your brain receives self talk is based on the latest scientific developments about how the human brain receives and accepts information if you want to make a change and make it stick you have got to do it the way the brain works this new word for word programming changes the conditioning of the subconscious mind the control center of the brain This specific vocabulary can be used by anyone at any time to replace negative programming with positive new repeated directions. Talk to yourself, learn the words, the right words and use them. Make success a permanent way of life with what to say when you talk to yourself. Chapter 1 Looking for a better way. You are everything that is your thoughts, your life, your dreams come true. You are everything you choose to be. You are as unlimited as the endless universe. Life for most of us should be pretty good. We have all heard what life is supposed to offer. Endless opportunities, the fulfillment of our dreams and a chance to live each day in a way that brings happiness and success. Most of us want and need at least a successful job or career, a good family life and a reasonable financial security. We expect that from life we know deep inside that we deserve our fair share and we have every right to attain it. Have you ever wondered then why things don't work out the way they should? Why do we not get from life many of the things we would like to have and no we should? Why do some people seem to be lucky while the great majority of the rest of us seem not to be? Why are some people day to day happier, more productive, more fulfilled than others? What makes the difference? Is it kismat, a kind of fate which is some mysterious way charts our destiny and leaves little of steering off of course our course through life up to us? Is the control of our lives in our hands or isn't it? and if we can or should control our lives what goes wrong what holds us back if we truly like to do better be the way we really would like to be and be happier and more successful every day in every area of living what is the wall that stands in our way 
an unlimited life of practical potential imagine living a life which did not give in to the barriers and the battlements the hassleless and hurdles of everyday living imagine a life filled with the vitality of achievement and the enrichment of daily self fulfillment to me for a long time that kind of life sounded like an impractical dream a cardboard box filled up with daydreams and wishes to live a life of hope promise expectation and achievement was to live the life of someone who lived only in the pages of a book when i was quite young i had a soaring imagination long before i learned what we could not do i dreamed of doing what i knew we could i remember as a young boy lying on my back in the school wet grass late at night my mind sinking into the depths of crystal clear stars that blanketed the summer sky above me i could reach out and touch those stars i could imagine any dream and see it come true it was only later that my dreams gave way to more practical consideration star filled heavens dew soaked grass and princely dreams of imaginary kingdoms bowed to more rational requirements As I began to pursue my education in earnest I began to learn what we could not do in time I became more intent on studying the laws and the limits of man than on learning the far reaching extremities of mankind's potential I learned all of the shoulds musts and cannots I was told that it was bad to have your head in the clouds and it was good to have your feet on the ground so I extracted my head from the magical excitement of the universe and got down to the business learning about the more practical matters of survival and acceptance from time to time I had a nagging suspicion that there was more to all of this than was meeting the eye I just couldn't see it yet it was years before i decided it was time to stop and look at stars again but i did the result of that one small decision changed my direction and my life by the time i stopped and sank once again upwards into the stars i had completed a 20 year odyssey which took me from the backroads of a farmland village to the towering offices of a new york's madison avenue from a quiet countryside of wheat fields to the negotiating tables of three piece suited attorneys and well groomed marketers my odyssey took me to snow covered midwestern college campuses and to palm lined streets of western universities somewhere during that time i began to wonder and dream again as i had as a young boy years before what if we could i wondered what if we could find what's stopping us and turn it around what if there is an answer and no one else has looked in the right place what if any of us at any time could reach up and touch the stars i began the first part of my search by studying something called human behavior that something you can get a degree in without ever really figuring it out it is also something that older people seem to know more about than younger people no matter how many educational degrees my professors could profess i suspected that some of the gray and silver haired older people i knew had figured out what human behavior was all about long before we were taught courses in the subject 
I next studied something called motivational marketing that teaches us what makes people do what they do even when they don't want to do it when i completed my coursework it was my final opinion that you can never really get anyone to do anything they don't want to do unless you use force i decided that is most of the free world force is called advertisement advertising in time i found myself walking the whole ways of academic psychology it is a good field and it deserves our attention and respect a lot of people have lived richer lives because some one who cared took the time to listen eventually i embarked upon a journey of my own nowhere in my studies of mathematics business religion or psychology had i found concrete solution to the question of how the average individual could touch all the stars in his or her heaven and still keep both feet on solid ground i knew there had to be a better way something that was obvious perhaps something that might have been overlooked i believed that mastering one's future must surely start with managing oneself and if we could accomplish that we could manage and master at least a part of what we call life as i continued to study the inner workings of the human mind i began to look for the answers the solutions which others most certainly must already have found i found dozens of answers but i discovered only one solution chapter 2 the answers there is always an answer of course there are countless self help answers which any of us can find in any bookstore if we are to believe what we read on the dust jackets of self help best sellers all any of us has to do is read the right book and beginning tomorrow we will be able to change what we would like to change live better and find the achievement each of us is seeking having spent more than 20 years studying most of the literature of success i have found a consistent unfulfilled promise the promise of our success waiting just around the corner i have learned that i can be hypnotized processed or reborn and not just in the religion sense I know that I can attend seminars which will give me the answer. I can become a goal setter and a true achiever. I can learn to organize my day, set my priorities and accomplish more than I ever dreamed possible. I can learn to think positively, be more creative, relate to others and become centered. I have learned that success is mine for taking all. I have to do is accept my destiny of achievement and greatness. I have read great words of wisdom and been told that I can change anything in my life I choose to change and yet after learning these great and marvelous truths and some of them are I would take with a grain of salt anyone's claim that they can give you the secret of success if anyone offers you the moon don't buy it as much as I have been a student of success I have also been a skeptic For many years I read and studied and listened and I wondered if there are so many keys to success why are they working why are their shelves full of self help best sellers it seemed to me that if the books were working as they were, then what 
as they ought to work we wouldn't keep needing new ones if there are so many answers to our questions about what to do to make life better why have so many people failed at making these great ideas work or if they work for a time what makes them stop working have you ever attended a pep rally or a meeting in which someone gave a rousing motivational speech why didn't it last have you ever been inspired to change to achieve and then stopped where did the inspiration go the problem is not with the books the problem is not with the seminars or the with the motivational talks there are lot of self help ideas and techniques that are good they should work and they could but they don't work or they don't keep working because of something that all of us overlooked that's not how the brain works the human brain that incredibly powerful personal computer control center that each of us has is capable of doing for you anything reasonable that you would like to to do but you have to know how to treat it if you treat it just right and carefully give it the right directions it will do the right thing it will work for you in the right way but if you give your mental computer the wrong directions it will act on those wrong directions it will continue to respond to negative programming that you and the rest of the world have been giving it without even being aware of it the 148000 knows i will give you an example of some of the negative programming most of us have received during the first 18 years of our lives if we grow up in fairly average reasonably positive homes we were told no or what we could not do more than 148000 times if you were a little more fortunate you may have been told no only 100000 times or 50000 times however many it was considerably more negative programming than any of us need meanwhile during the same period the first 18 years of your life how often do you suppose you were told what you can do or what you can accomplish in life a few thousand times a few hundred during my speaking engagements to groups across the country i have had people tell me they could not remember being told what they could accomplish in life more than 3 or 4 times whatever the number for most of us the yes we received simply did not balance out the nose the occasional words of belief were just that occasional and they were far outweighed by our daily doses of cannots this negative programming that we all received and still receive has come to us quite unintentionally unintentionally it has come to us from our parents who wanted to protect us it has come to us from our brothers and sisters from our teachers our schoolmates our associates at work our life mates advertising of all kinds the morning paper and 6 o'clock news leading behavioral researchers have told us that as much as 77% of everything we think is negative counterproductive and work against us at the same time medical researchers have said that as much as 75% of all illness are self induced it's no wonder what if the researchers are correct 
that means that as much as 75% or more of our programming is the wrong kind until very recently no one understood well enough the human mind how it really works the result was that without knowing what they were doing and with us not recognizing the immense effect this casual programming was having on us they have been programming us in the wrong way everything and everyone around us without being aware of it has been programming us unfortunately most of it was the wrong kind of programming and we took it to the heart year after year word by word our life scripts were etched layer by layer nearly indelibly our self images were created in time we ourselves joined in we begin to believe that what we were being told by others and what we were telling ourselves was true no matter how innocently given or subtly implied we begin hearing the same words and thoughts repeatedly hundreds even thousands of times we were told or we told ourselves that we could not do could not accomplish repetition is convincing argument repetition is convincing argument so eventually we believed what others told us and what we told ourselves most we begin to live out the picture of ourselves we had created in our minds in time we became what we most believed about ourselves and in so doing we created a wall which for most of us will stand invisibly but powerfully between us and our unlimited futures for as long as our old programming remains in force unless the programming we received is erased or replaced with different programming it will stay with us permanently and affect and direct everything we do for the rest of our lives fortunately does that does not have to be the case the end result of your own thoughts i was quite young when i first heard the biblical passage which reads as a man thinketh so he is he as a man thinketh so he is he i recall shaking my head thinking that could not be how could we possibly be but we think after all isn't our physical self one thing or our private thought another little did i or most of us then understand that biblical passage had hit the nail of truth squarely on the head it would be years later however after much research and following the discoveries through which modern day neuroscientists had begun to unlock the secrets of the human mind that i would come to know just how correct how scientifically correct the biblical passage had been in the last two decades we have learned more about the working of the human brain than was known throughout all history prior to that time we now know that by an incredibly complex psychological mechanism a joint effort of body brain and mind we become the living result of our own thoughts through scientific discovery we have proved the relationship between our own mental programming and the matter of whether we will succeed or fail in any endeavor we undertake in life from something as important as a lifetime goal to something as small as what we do in a single day 
have you ever considered just how much of what you do how you act how successful you are is dependent on the conditioning the programming you received from others and the conditioning you subsequently bought and kept giving yourself it is virtually impossible for any of us to do anything no matter how insignificant without being affected by our conditioning every step you take move you make or word you say is affected it follows that if every action you take of any kind is affected by prior programming then the end results of our actions are equally affected in short how successful you will be at anything is inexorably tied to the words and beliefs about yourself that you have stored in your subconscious mind and what is stored there for most of us was decided for us by someone else think for a moment what you might do differently tomorrow if you were someone else someone whose programming was different from yours or what might you do differently if you had been bored brought up with a completely different more positive set of attitudes and beliefs and feelings from those which you may have now attitudes and beliefs and feelings uh, which in every case would assure you of having an abundance of self belief enthusiasm and achievement what could your future hold if you had just the right kind of successful new mental program would you be doing the same thing for a living that you are doing now would you be doing your job in exactly the same way what about your personal life would you give would you change anything improve anything would you have reached any more goals uh, than you have reached would you have more money in the bank or any more financial security than you have now what about your day to day life would it be less frustrating and more rewarding and with different preparation or conditioning what could your future hold would it be the same as your future holds for you today or would it be better what if each and every day from the time you were a small child you had been giving an extra helping of self confidence double the amount of determination twice the amount of belief in the outcome can you imagine what task you might accomplish more easily what problems you would overcome or what goals you could reach after all success ultimately is up to the individual it isn't the pen it's the writer it isn't the road it's the runner that counts why is it then that some accomplish nearly any task more easily than others achieve their goal more readily and live their life more fully could it be that those who appear to be luckier than the rest have actually only gotten a little better programming or perhaps have learned how to erase their old negative programming and replace it with something better after examining the philosophies the theories and the practice methods of influencing human behavior i was shocked to learn the simplicity of that one small fact you will become that you think about most your success or failure is anything large or small will depend on your programming what you accept from others and what you say when you talk to yourself it is no longer a success theory it is a simple but powerful fact neither luck nor desire has the slightest thing to do with it it makes no difference whether we believe it or not the brain simply believes what you tell it most and what you tell it about you 
what you tell it about you it will create it has no choice at the time i first recognized that this one simple clue could lead to a breakthrough in individual attitude and performance most of what we thought we understood about the human brain was little more than uh, speculation medical researchers and mind brain scientists had not yet explored or mapped the mazes of the brain to the extent to which they have today few of the brain's complex electrochemical mysteries were fully understood even today the brain is only just beginning to give up its secrets each day more progress is made and researchers have learned to anticipate an unending drama of new discoveries there was good reason for my excitement over my own rediscovery of the ancient truth which told us that what we think is what we become there were tens of thousands of devout believers who through one religion or another were professing the same truth to them it was inevitable i suppose that scientific research would one day prove their claim that we control with our minds own minds most everything in our lives including our health our careers our personal relationships and our futures but to me it was a scientific understanding of how the process worked which so ignited my interest what if i wondered we could begin to understand the workings of the mind so thoroughly that we could actually learn how to change or override our old programming and replace it with a specific word for word new program and what if we could do it in such a way that we could affect and improve our attitudes and our behavior fast not through years of difficult study or training but easily and simply any time we choose to that is exactly what the brain will do an understanding of that simple function of our own personal computer the human brain is what has been missing from the most of the books and most of our motivational talks an understanding of that one simple requirement of our mental machinery can help us make a simple but vital change in how we accept programming from others and more importantly what we say when we talk to ourselves chapter 3 what works and what doesn't the discovery of any new thing of value is a time of excitement and like the dreams we had as a children of finding chests of gold doubloons and priceless jewels there is a part of us that keeps seeking the treasure but instead of looking for rubies and gold i found myself searching for a single small key one that would unlock a door i knew must lead to a better life of for many i was searching for something that i sensed had been missing from the books and messages and solutions of so many who had come before me it became obvious to me that if the final solutions to a better life more happiness and personal fulfillment had already been discovered then something vital was missing something that was so essential so important to the whole process of achieving success that without it the other solutions wouldn't work at least not for any length of time i begin to recognize that this missing ingredient could be glue which would for the first time bind all the other elements of success and self fulfillment together 
वन लुक अराउंड टोल्ड मी डेट माय फर्स्ट अजम्पन्स वर कुरेक्ट इवन द बेस्ट सेलिंग सक्सेस सोल्यूशन्स वर एबल टू क्रिएट लास्टिंग चेंजेस इन ओनली अ हैंडफुल ऑफ द टेन्स और थाउजेंड्स ऑफ पीपल हु ट्राइड दैम दे वुड वर्क फॉर अ टाइम एंड देन द एवरेज इंडिविजुअल वुड रिवर्ट टू हिज ओल्ड वेज After the first excitement of the brand new self-belief, wears off the dream soon give way to the realities of everyday living. Since the old programming controls the habits, it is old habits which once again take over. The new goal of conquering the world and making great changes, which sounded so good in the book, is left to be tackled again some other day. I would prefer to be more optimistic but how many people do you know who really have their lives totally together which means something like being successfully successful day after day year after year it has been proved that it is not impossible to live a full and rewarding life day in and day out it is just highly unusual so even though we were told that any of us could live highly successful lives and we were given specific instructions as to how to go about it very few of us actually have done it at least not for longer than a few weeks or a few months then is back to the old way just like before living life as we always have maybe getting a little ahead or getting by and wondering why we aren't doing as well as we think we should even the very best ideas which we found in best selling books even the ones that looked like they would work for certain would work for a while and then slowly lose their importance in our lives exciting ideas great breakthroughs and inspirations for the mind which seemed to offer so much became once read books sitting forgotten on a shelf could it be i wondered that the missing ingredient i sought was somehow connected to our individual programming in order to learn that answer and in order to learn what does work i decided that it would help to first understand what does not work and why on the trail of a sensible solution of all the self help concepts i have uncovered the concept of programming the brain with the more successful new picture of yourself is the most sensible i have not the first behavioral researcher or author to figure this out others have come to the same conclusion as i that whatever you put into your mind in one way or another is what you will get back out in one way or another although not every writer in the self development field has arrived at the same conclusions only because they were looking at the problem in a different way there are those who have written books and shown millions the way to a better life if not permanently at least for a time and while they were leading others towards happiness and a more abundant life I was busy watching the great philosophies of success in time I began to analyze why only a few of the success principles worked and why most didn't I studied the philosophies of success analyzed the lists of instructions the how to's of making more money being better managers losing weight overcoming depression getting a better job setting goals living with others managing time or just generally being more successful 
I tried the success techniques for myself and talked to dozens of others from many walks of life who had done the same. I talked at length with many of the leaders of the success industry, corporations whose business it is to sell as success. I talked to the customers who attended the seminars, bought the books or listened to the cassettes. I talked to the employees of the companies who were in the business of selling success formulas to learn if they too applied the principles which their companies promoted, to learn what really worked and what didn't. I immersed myself in the world of success, examining every facet of that fascinating field from the inside out. I consulted with the leaders of the industry. I examined their methods, their systems and their solutions. During those years of observing, practicing the techniques and analyzing the results of others, I continued to ask myself the question, if there are so many good solutions, why aren't they creating permanent changes in our lives? As an example, why do so many people who read a book on something as worthwhile as positive thinking decide to start thinking differently and end up six months later thinking just as they did before they read the book? Eventually, I came to some clear conclusion about self-improvement. Most of the authors are on the right track. For the most part, they appear to be sincere, caring individuals, true believers in the very best for the human race. If you follow their advice, most of it will help. If you stop following their advice, invariably it will stop working. Some of the success principles I studied uh, work longer without continued effort than others. However, nothing you read once is permanent. None of the self-help program continue to work by themselves or without constant reinforcement. 30 years of how-tos. You may or may not be aware of the kinds of self-help concepts I am talking about. In case you haven't spent a lot of time improving yourself through the reading of self-help literature during the last 20 or 30 years. I will summarize its most popular teachings for you. The literature says that if you want to be more successful, you should believe in yourself, keep your priorities straight, take responsibility for yourself. Create your own future, focus on what you want, learn to visualize the outcome of your goals, never let anyone control your destiny for you, be creative, think big, control stress, be aggressive and assertive, think positively, chart your own course, set specific goals and review them often, spend some time each day improving your mind. Review your results and readjust as necessary. Be tolerant. Do everything with love. Don't hate. Have courage. Recognize that most of what we believe about life is an illusion. Be honest. Work hard. Believe money is good and it will come to you. Have faith. If you are agree to do it, enjoy it. Be strong. Show affection. Manage your time. Dress right. Learn to sell yourself, take time off, believe in a higher self, eat right, live prudently, seek the aid of others who are in sympathy with your goals, uh, give assistance to others, keep motivated, meditate, be optimistic, trust others and be worthy of trust, recognize that success is more than money, be kind, see the big picture, take care of the details, get organized, don't procrastinate. Stay in control, keep fit, 
see problems as opportunities learn everything you can about your job don't be afraid of success be generous to others believe in god reach a little higher than you thought you could set your sights take action never give up if you do all that i have been told you will be successful even being skeptical i had to agree if you combine the most of all the self help or self improvement teaching available to us it is clear they have given us most of the keys to success if that is true and i believe that it is then what's wrong if the principles and in many cases even the detailed instructions are all clearly outlined for us why do we need more books more solutions and more reminders in a recent year it was estimated that more than dollar 200 million worth of self help books and materials were purchased in the us alone that's quite an industry with all of that what is missing what is the missing key what would complete the puzzle and offer each of us lasting individual success and fulfillment the missing ingredients in my analysis of what worked and what didn't i found three ingredients which are clearly missing from almost all of the literature the first missing ingredient is permanence all external solutions are temporary even the best of the ideas work only for a time without constant attention and effort even the most exciting success breakthroughs run their course and eventually end up on our list of good ideas and good intentions few if any offered built-in ways to keep them working i have yet to find a book that would jump down off the shelf and tap you on the shoulder each morning and say hey remember me remember what i taught you why aren't you still doing it the second ingredient missing from most of the success literature is a knowledge of the psychological process of the human brain based on what we now know what actual mind or brain functions without an understanding of the actual process by which the human brain accepts information programming and in turn responds directs and controls us it would be difficult or impossible to create any success plan that worked and kept working indefinitely the brain runs the ship if you want to make a permanent change of any kind you have got to follow the rules if you want to make a change and make it stick you have got to do it the way the brain works the third missing ingredient the most important of all is a new word for word set of directions new programming to the subconscious mind the control center of the brain that mean a specific programming vocabulary which is worded in a specific way that anyone can use at any time to erase and replace the old negative programming with positive productive new directions the only solution which includes all of the three missing ingredients is something called self talk think for a moment about some of the things you would like to accomplish or achieve in your life or even those smaller things you would like to change about your life right now your objective could be to earn more income have a better family life improve your skills do better in schools do better at work anything at all whatever means you choose to make the change unless you first begin the change your old programming the years of conditioning that keeps you doing it the old way the likely outcome is that what you want to accomplish will not work or will not last
Chapter 4 New Discoveries During the last few years, neuroscientists have learned that much of what we had suspected about the human brain is true. The brain operates very much like a personal computer. It is not that simple, of course. For one thing, the brain is many times more powerful in most respects than the most powerful computers we have yet created. Even though the adult human brain weighs only about 1600 grams, about 3 pounds and look more like a lump of grey cauliflower than a desktop computer. The brain functions in some important ways, much like the man-made computers which are patterned after it. In non-technical language, a computer has three basic parts, a video screen, a keyboard, a program disk. The screen is what we use to visually display what we are programming into the computer. The screen also displays the desires, the words, numbers or pictures which we want the computer to store or compute for us. The keyboard, much like a typewriter keyboard, is what we use to type in the directions and informations we give to the computer. And the disk, in a personal computer, it's generally called a floppy disk, is a small sheet of magnetic recording tape onto which we record the information. Whatever we record or program onto that disk will stay there before unless someone changes it by erasing the old information and leaving it black or by typing in a new information. Each of us along with our brain has similar parts. In us the computer's video screen is comparable to our appearance and our actions, what we display to the world around us. In a human being, the computer keyboard is same as our five senses. Anything we hear, see, taste, touch, smell or anything we say to ourselves is programmed into our brain through our keyboard, our five senses. The personal computer uses a floppy disk to record the program and the information which the keyboard feeds to it in human computer. The floppy disk is our subconscious mind. Everything we experience is recorded, programmed into our subconscious minds. If you understand computers, my simplified explanation will be obvious and easy to understand. If computers are alien to you, it is important only to understand that whatever is programmed into your own personal mental computer is permanently programmed. That is whatever programming you have received up to now is just as important and just as permanent as any program which has been key punched into the most powerful man-made computers. The control center. To help simplify uh, the complex process of how and why the programming of a human brain affect us and as much as it does. Let's take a quick imaginary look into the brain central control room. That is the part of the brain where commands are received and where all the orders are handed out. The part of the brain that makes us feel good, work hard and get things done or when not so well directed it makes us slow down fear the outcome and stop dead till still in our tracks. Imagine standing in the control center of the brain in front of a wall which is completely covered with literally tens of thousands of light switches much like a light switches in our homes. One section of switches control our moods and another section uh, governs our health. 
another group of switches controls our emotions another our planning functions another our hopes and dreams another section is responsible for how we act how we move sit stand walk look speak react and respond everything about us our memory our judgment our attitude our fears our creativity logic and spirit is controlled by the switches in our mental control room when any command is transmitted to the control room the proper directions are sent to the appropriate panels of switches within a fraction of second some of those switches are turned off or turned on within the brain itself the network of tens of billions of neurons and electrochemical switches called neurotransmitters telegraph messages to every part of the brain selecting just the right section of switches which in turn switches part of us on and parts of us off the brain infinite seemingly small chemical receiving centers respond to almost imperceptible electrochemical signals which deliver nearly unmeasurable but highly potent chemical substances to our brains our central nervous system and to our bodies which is done control or affect everything we do it is the brain's responsibility to take care of us it does so by constantly monitoring our needs and directing the various parts of our system to take the necessary action the brain automatically responds to every one of our unconscious electrical chemical mental and physical commands those that are principally uh, concerned with keeping us alive the biochemical electrical impulses called thoughts but the brain responds also automatically to an another kind of command another exceptionally compelling electrical impulse which also turns the switches in the brain on or off those electrical impulses those special mental commands which direct and control us are called thoughts every thought we think every conscious or unconscious thought we say to ourselves is translated into electrical impulse which in turn direct the control centers in our brain to electrically and chemically affect and control every motion every feeling every action we take every movement of every day whatever thoughts you have programmed into yourself or have allowed others to program into you are affecting directing or controlling everything about you from the day we were born we have received a staggering amount of programming it would require an immense computer just to compute the number of individual pieces of information we receive from the world around us in just one year some of the programming is obvious but much of it we are never even aware of receiving the obvious programs are those comments questions and the statements which are made to us directly we are told by our parents and our other adults what we can and cannot do we are told what we are good at and what we are not we are told how we look we are told uh, what to expect what to believe in how to act and what to do or not to do because starting out as children completely dependent on others it is important to our survival to listen and to believe what others say we learn it to accept and what others tells us and we learn to believe it chapter 5 we learn to believe what adults tell us as children has an incredibly important effect on us 
it forms what we believe about most of what is going on around us and almost everything that we come to believe about ourselves i still remember the time when as a grade school student i wanted more than anything i could think of to play a musical instrument and be a member of a school band along with 10 or 12 other students from my school class i decided to try out for the band after being handed a completely alien musical instrument and trying to get it to make music in front of band instructor my class teachers and the other students i was dismissed i knew that i had not done well but it was an hour later after the last student of the day had performed that i overheard the band director telling my class teacher that not only could i not play in the band but i had no musical ability and would never be able to play a musical instrument what incredible programming for a 12 year old boy who had his heart set on learning how to play it worked i heard for from someone else that i had no musical ability and i believed it i accepted as fact that i had no musical talent and that i never would it wasn't until years later that i finally got up enough courage to rent a piano learn some notes and play it secretly when no one was around to remind me that i could not play I never did develop the skill I wanted but I learned after some 20 frustrating years that our school band director was wrong and I had believed him here is another example in the opposite young michael who at the age of 6 often visited the elderly gentleman next door for afternoon chats was safely out of sight but within hearing distance at the top of the stairs one evening ready for bed when the neighbor stopped by little michael overheard the old man tell his mother that michael was very creative and knew that mike would grow up to do things that were creative today decades later mike wense has been dean of the walt disney university and more recently through his personal consulting and his work with major corporations and organization throughout the world has gone on to become perhaps the premier creativity trainer in the united states today little michael by accident overheard one small program about himself and a little michael believed it Unfortunately little of our own programming has done as much on our behalf can you imagine the number of times some child has heard the innocent but thoughtless words you will never amount to much or was told that sport that career that mate or that dream was not right for him or her just imagine what our eager and open young minds perceived and believed unconscious conditioning from others some of our programming is obvious it stands up get our attention and demands our response but much of our programming is not clearly so apparent most of it has been much more subtle every day each of us receives an endless stream of commands directives controls inducements and expectations from others everything around us nudges demands or persuades even as adults we are met with a torrent of influences most of which we are not even aware we are ships with countless captains all seeking to direct us on their own courses for their own purposes not even knowing they are leading our ships astray 
as long as you and I allow others to program us in a way that fits their choosing, we are without a doubt out of control, captive to the whims of some unknown destiny, not quite recognizing that what hangs in the balance is the fulfillment of our own futures. Why do so many therapists regress their patients to a time in their childhood when the problem was created? Because that is where the belief begins. Begin. That is where the fear, the trauma or self-identity first began to take hold. Out of those early years, each of us formed a composite picture of ourselves. It made little difference whether the picture of ourselves which we created were true or not. Our experiences, our acceptance of what we heard from others and what we told ourselves became the foundation for the mental programming which directs us today. Of course, not all of our past programming has been the wrong kind. Some of it has been very good. Most of us have experienced the love and caring of others and most of us have been touched from time to time with visions of the positive self-belief. We have had parents who countered their misgiving with encouragement. We have had coaches, teachers and friends who expected the best. As we grew, all of us from time to time have had our successes. At our best, we have been living with only a part of our life program working for us. Imagine what you could do if you could override the program in your subconscious mind. Those that still work against you and replace them with a refreshing new program of absolute belief. An almost unconscious automatic new program that would go to work for you. Replacing the barriers with a refreshing new look at the life you have in front of you. I once asked a woman who had lost 120 pounds what she felt like after succeeding in her goal to lose the weight. Her answer was, I feel like I have lost 120 pounds. I understood her joy. Sometime when you are at health spa or gymnasium, uh, go over to the weight lifting section and try to pick up 120 pounds. Imagine losing even for one day all of the extra weight of self-doubt and disbelief we carry with us. Think how fast you could run. Think what you could do beginning tomorrow if the shackles of bad habits, old conditioning and self-doubt were suddenly gone. As you may have guessed, I haven't led you this far only to tell you that this kind of freedom is impossible or beyond the reach of any of us. Not only can you achieve that freedom for yourself, but we are about to see that there are few practical steps you can take to make the freedom of a self-directed mind a permanent part of every day of your life. You already have all of the necessary equipment. You were born with everything you needed to live your life in a most exceptional and worthwhile way makes no difference what you have thought or what you have done in the past. From this day on, you can, if you choose, change a little to gain a lot. Your personal onboard computer. Earlier we discussed how much of the programming which each of us received was the wrong kind. That as much as 75% or more of everything that is recorded and stored in our subconscious mind is counterproductive and works against us. In short, we programmed not to succeed. 
let's say that i called you this evening and told you that i had just a chartered a 747 air airplane to go to europe and i was inviting you and your family or friends to join me we are all going to fly to europe for a fabulous two week vacation all expenses paid of course but now let's say that just as we are boarding the plane we overhear the navigator talking to the captain we hear him tell the captain that the onboard computer the computer that flies the plane is programmed wrong it has been programmed so that 75% of the directions that will control the plane are the wrong directions if you knew that the airplane onboard computer was programmed wrong what would you do next you would get off the plane you certainly wouldn't want to be on an aeroplane with a bad computer program you would know that the plane would have to do one of two things it would either land in the wrong place not a happy thought while flying over atlantic or it would crash and that is exactly the kind of program most of us have no wonder things don't work no wonder we dream hope try struggle get by fall short of the mark or fail no wonder we would like to get more out of life solve some problems or reach some goals but can't seem to be able to we have got a bad program we have been trying to achieve our goals with our own onboard computer pre-programmed to hold us back do you want to live with a bad program do you want to go through the rest of your life literally at mercy of a program you don't want you don't have to you can override almost any conditioning you have ever received in any part of your life it makes absolutely no difference who where what why or how you have been in the past it makes no difference what you believed about yourself or what others may have believed about you it makes no difference what circumstances life may have tossed in your lap you can put yourself in control now it's your turn you can reprogram you can erase the old negative counterproductive work against your programming and replace it with a healthy new positive productive kind of programming and it's easy erase and replace all you have to do is learn how to talk to yourself a new set of directions if we change our attitudes and our behavior just by changing our programming then none of us have to continue struggling through life with our old negative programming dragging us down or holding us back if we can just learn to give specific productive new directions to our minds then we have a chance to make things work and keep working when i recognized that we could make a change in our lives by making a change in our programming i saw for the first time a crack in the wall of 148000 negatives doubts and destructive disbeliefs that each of us had built up in front of us i began to believe that what was holding us back defeating us could itself be defeated i began to realize that an exciting new future was about to become available to anyone who was standing behind the wall waiting to get through what an exciting decision it is to break through that wall any of us can do it once we recognize what the real goal is we can get past it chapter 6 the wall all of us talk to ourselves all of the time our self talk may be in spoken words or unspoken thoughts it can take the form of feelings impressions or even wordless physical responses the clutch in the stomach that comes when we are surprised or afraid 
or the rush that comes with excitement or joy. We are thinking machines that never shut down. From childhood on, we have been watching, listening to, sifting, sorting, analyzing, judging, cataloging and storing everything that goes on about us. Most of our self-talk is unconscious. We are not even aware of it. At times, our self-talk comes in feelings that can't quite be put into words. At other times, it comes in little flashes and flickers of thoughts which never quite catch fire or glow bright enough or last long enough to become ideas clearly thought out and understood. All of our thoughts, all of the pictures in our minds are always tied to something else that is already know about. If you are given a new thought or a new picture, one you have never thought about or imagined before your brain will immediately find something else in your mind to tie the new information to it, to give it sense, to help you understand. Every new thought you think has to have some old thoughts to stick to, a proper place to fit. When you are told something new, your brain will, in a fraction of a second, scan through literally millions of mental feeling cabinets filled with every idea or thought or impression you have ever stored in that same fraction of a second. Based on the information already stored in your mental files, your brain will send you an instant telegram telling you how to feel about this new thought, where it should get filled and whether you should accept it, believe it, keep it and use it or disapprove, disbelieve and throw it out. The more we believe about something, the more we will accept other ideas which are similar. The more files we have in our mental feeling cabinets which tell us something about ourselves. The more we will attract and accept our thoughts and ideas which support and prove what is already stored in our files. The more you think about yourself in that same certain way, the more you think about anything in a certain way, the more you will believe that that is how it really is. The mind works that way because the brain always tries to tie any new thing you think to something you already believe. Understanding that makes it easy to understand why it is hard to teach old dogs new tricks, change our minds or unstick us from the ideas we are solidly stuck in. It also tells us why the longer you believe something, the harder it is to change that belief. The longer you have bought the thought, the truer it is. In our mental control centers, we fill to overflowing the files that support what we have told ourselves most and we throw out anything that disagrees. And meanwhile, we keep ourselves busily, blissfully ignorant of something about us that could have made a difference in our life, something about ourselves called the truth. A self-made wall of negative self-talk. Throughout the years of solution-seeking, in my quest for a more practical path to lasting self-improvement, I noticed that while most self-talk is either unconscious or goes unnoticed, some self-talk was glaringly obvious and not surprisingly clearly self-defeating. Although some of the self-talk I heard people using was constructive and beneficial, most of it was the opposite, the kind of self-talk that was counterproductive and self-defeating. Each time I heard an example of this kind of negative self-talk, I wrote it down. 
In time, my list included hundreds of self-talk statements that are made by people every day. Most of the people who use negative self-talk are not aware of what they are saying and few if any of them are aware of the power of programming, negative programming they are giving themselves. If everything you tell yourself about yourself becomes a directive to your subconscious mind then any time you make a statement about yourself that is negative you are directing your subconscious mind to make you become the person you just described negatively. Here are just a few examples of frequently used negative self-talk. As you read them, see if you know someone who says something similar or if you have said something like any of these yourself. I can't remember names. It's going to be another one of those days. It's just no use. I just know it won't work. Nothing ever goes right for me. That's just my luck. I am so clumsy, I don't have the talent, I am just not creative, everything I eat goes right to my waist. I can't seem to get organized, today just isn't my day. I can never afford the things I want, I already know I won't like it. No matter what I do, I can't seem to lose weight, I never have enough time, I just don't have the patience for that. That really make me mad, another blue Monday, when will I ever learn, I get stuck Dick, just thinking about it, sometimes I just hate myself, I'm just no good, I'm too shy, I never know what to say, with my luck, I don't have a chance, I would like to stop smoking but I can't seem to quit, things just aren't working out right for me, I don't have the energy I used to, I'm really out of shape, I never have any money left over at the end of the month, why should I try, it's not going to work anyway, I've never been any good at uh, that, my disc is always a mess, the the only kind of luck I have is a bad luck. I never win anything. I feel like I'm over the hill. Someone always beats me to it. Nothing like nobody likes me. I never get a break. It seems like I'm always broke and nobody wants to pay me what I'm worth. Everything I touch turns to bleep. Sometimes I wish I would never been born. I'm just no good at math. I lose weight, but then I gain it right back again. I get so depressed. I just can't seem to get anything done. Nothing seems to go right for me. I'm just not a salesman. That's impossible. There is just no way. I always freeze up in front of a group. I'm nothing without my first cup of coffee in the morning. I just can't get with it today. I'll uh, never get it right. I just can't take it anymore. I hate my job. I get a gold this time every year. Uh, I am just not cut out for that. I am really at the end of my rope. You can't trust anyone anymore. I just can't handle this. I never seem to get any place on time. I've always been bad with us. If only I was smarter, if only I were taller, if only I had some more time, if only I had more money and on and on and on. Imagine sitting down at your personal computer keyboard and typing any one of those directions into the computer and imagine that your computer will do whatever you program it to do. That is exactly what we do to our personal computers. No wonder things go wrong. No wonder things won't work out right. If your personal computer, the one that flies your plane, is programmed with the wrong information, you can't possibly be as successful as you would like to be. You can't get where you want to go. Living with the results. One day I was having lunch with a friend of mine who is a motivational speaker and author. Uh, we were sitting in a coffee shop located in large, large Las Vegas convention hotel while we, uh, we were waiting for our lunch. 
uh, we were discussing negative self-talk and commenting on how we end up becoming the result of what we say to ourselves. During our discussion, a perfect example of just that happened. As our waitress approached our table with both arms laden with plates of food, she stumbled and dropped an armload of hot food on the table and floor in front of us and explained loudly, Oh, I am so clumsy. My friend and I had just witnessed a first-hand example of the result of the simplest kind of negative self-talk. I do not know how many times before that waitress had told herself she was clumsy. But she had undoubtedly said it to herself often enough to believe that it was true and to make it happen. As another example, let's take something as common as the problem of not being able to remember names. For 25 years, you may have said to yourself, I can never remember names. Then one evening, you go to a party, you are introduced to someone whose name you want to remember and you say to yourself, I am going to remember this person's name. What happens 10 seconds later, you forget the name. Why? Because for the last 25 years, you have been telling yourself that that's what you will do. You have been programming yourself to forget. Minutes later at the party, you find yourself standing there a little embarrassed, mentally going through the alphabet, trying to remember the person's name and meanwhile, you are feeling forgetful and foolish. Your subconscious feeling very proud is saying, see, I did what you told me to. I made you forget the name. If you had self-talk, the directions you give to your subconscious mind will do that. Don't you suppose it will do whatever as you tell it to do? If you were to deprogram someone strongly enough for them to believe that it was safe to drive up to an intersection and turn the wrong way into an oncoming traffic, they would do it. The human brain will do anything possible you tell it to do if you tell it often enough and strongly enough. The human brain will do anything possible you tell it to do if you tell it often enough and strongly enough. If you tell it the wrong thing about yourself, that is what it will accept and act upon. The subconscious mind does see the difference between the statement that we are clumsy and the statement that we are graceful, well coordinated and controlled. It does not know the difference between being told what we are poor and the statements that uh, we are healthy. Wealthy, uh, it accepts our programming just as we give it. Our internal programming mechanism treats anything we tell it with equal indifference. As a result, when we casually state, no matter what I do, I just can't seem to make enough money to make ends meet, our subconscious says, Okay, I will do what you are telling me to do. I will make sure you can't make ends meet. In turn, it will unleash its powerful control over our mental and physical selves to achieve the result it was told to accomplish. I met a gentleman recently uh, who I would consider to be fine man but unfortunate after 20 years of marriage, raising several children into their teens and building a profitable business, he lost his wife to divorce, his children to the wife and his business to his partners. What intrigued? me about this man's story was that he talked only of his failures, his defeats, his downfall and the problems he anticipated for his future. It was sad to see someone with his depth, his warmth and his capabilities completely subjected to the failures he had long ago created for himself in his own mind. 
as was the case with that individual through a complex process of electrochemical psychological controls our personal computer will affect and influence what we do in every area of our lives it will directly affect everything about us from how we get along with someone at home to the amount of money we we'll earn a typical example of this is our own self accepted beliefs about our personal financial capabilities or limitation unless we change the program we give to ourselves the one that tells us we can't seem to earn enough money our subconscious will successfully accomplish it programmed task of keeping us earning less than we would like had we given it the right programming that same subconscious mind instead of keeping us poor or average means would just as gladly have made us rich chapter 7 passing it on because we learned our programs from people around us it is natural that we also pass the same kind of programming on the others on to others unless we learn differently we end up giving the same programming to our own children i have complete collected dozens of examples of statements and comments which loving parents have told their children without once realizing that they were creating a self belief in that child that would create failure instead of happiness and success they were trying to bestow you may recognize some of these examples sincere loving caring parents teachers and friends have told children you are just no good at that your room is always a mess can't you do anything right you are just like your father which always seem to be sad when the child has done something wrong why can't you be more like your sister or brother you will never be an artist or athlete etc uh, you just don't try you never listen to me i tell you to do something and you do just the opposite you never study your grades are atrocious atrocious you talk too much you always hang around with the wrong kind of friends you don't even know where home is anymore you are lazy you don't care about anyone but yourself you are determined to cause problem you just don't think and some children even while you are reading this are being told the most assuredly destructive words you will never amount to anything i suspect that some of what is said to the children and teenagers behind closed doors may be even stronger than the few example i have just given but with that kind of programming even in its most innocent and casual form can you imagine how many times young impressionable unknowingly children are told things which end up working against them how many times we type a bad program into their personal computers Of course much of what we say is said for the purpose of we giving a child proper training a proper upbringing but in so doing why by, by using words which program the child in the wrong way we unwittingly help the child create a self identity which believes that what we are saying is the truth we create a picture portrait of how the child sees himself or herself inside and eventually will become think for a moment of the dreams you know you could have accomplished in your own life think of the talents and skills already within you which could have been developed into lasting achievements had you just had the right amount of self belief the belief that you could instead of the belief that you could not 
most of us if given a magic wand which when waved could fulfill any of our dreams would most certainly make some changes in our lives all of us have had the dreams all of us deserve to see our dreams come true were it not for the brick wall of bad programming that stands in our way each of us each day would be living out more of those dreams reaching heights of attainment we seldom even we seldom even dream of we are fortunate to be living at a time when we are beginning to understand what goes on inside that incredible mechanism we call a brain by unlocking even a few of the secrets about our minds we have learned that we have a personal vote in the outcome of our own destinies we have learned that what we put in into our brains is what we will get back out we also have learned that the subconscious mind is a sponge it will believe anything you tell it it will even believe a lie if you tell it often enough and strongly even enough the brain make no moral judgments it simply accepts what you tell it the desktop computer at the office doesn't care what is programmed into it it never questions whether you are telling it the truth or not it just accepts and acts upon whatever you program into it it makes no difference whether the things you have told yourself or believed about yourself in the past were true or not the brain doesn't care the machine that never sleeps your subconscious mind is working right now day and night to make sure that you become precisely the person you have unconsciously described yourself to be if your program pictures you as having trouble earning enough income your subconscious mind is doing everything it can right now to make sure that you have trouble earning more income and money If you have conditioned yourself to believe that you can't stick to a diet you can be sure that your subconscious mind will make sure that no diet will work for you at least not for long your subconscious can only do for you what you and others tell it to do in the previous chapter i said that during the formative years of our lives each of us is told no or what we can't do tens of thousands of times each of those can cannots was a directive to our subconscious minds and as we because of our conditioning began to follow suit and say similar cannots to ourselves we fell into a unconscious habit of programming ourselves in the same wrong way as did our parents friends and others around us and right now at this moment each of our subconscious minds is working to make sure we become just as those tens of thousands of negative directive programmed us to be since that time of course we have continued to give ourselves new programs the examples of negative statements i gave you earlier are only a few leaves in a forest of negative self talk in fact most of our average habit formed everyday self talk is the kind that we don't even noticed it is the kind that we say to ourselves silently often without words much of our self talk is made up of the quiet nudges of self doubt the unspoken fears of little or grand failures and the nagging discomfort of knowing that things aren't right when we talk to our friends it sometimes seems easier to talk about problems than about exciting potentials 
Our daily conversation scripts often sound like they were written by the same editors who designed the front page of the morning paper. We live in our poorly programmed unconscious minds in the disquieting shadow world of uncertainty. Believing that we should be achieving but not knowing why, after so much frustration and trying we are not. By the time most of us reach adulthood, we are so conditioned to think in a certain way that our pattern of self-talk becomes habit. It is fixed and for most it remains that way. How we look at life, what we believe about ourselves, how we, we view anything and what we do about it get filtered through our perspective preconceptions we have told ourselves over and over unconsciously and unconsciously what does not work in the past too often we learn to automatically believe the worst first and the best last but now we have learned that it does not have to be that way there is something starting right now that you can do about it it is the key to how you manage yourself and how you live and manage the rest of life chapter 8 the self management sequence there is a natural process by which success or failure is managing or controlling our lives takes place the process consists of a sequence of steps if we are aware of what the steps are we can improve our chances and accelerate our advances if we are not aware of what is causing our success or foiling it we end up at mercy of chance Life is not a matter of luck or fortune we are not playing our lives out at a gaming table if we leave our lives up to chance chances are we will fail that is because success is self management is always the result of something else something that leads up to it now we know that there are times when it looks like something good that happens is just an accident but there are those who would argue that nothing ever happens by accident that everything that occurs in our lives does so because of what we mentally create to happen most of what seems to happen to you happens because of you something you created directed influenced or allowed to happen let's take your personal successes or failures on an average whether you are examining your smaller everyday achievements or the bigger monthly or yearly successes by and large on the average those achievements and successes were not accidental they were the result of something else the same is true of those things you did which didn't work out so well on the average the failures too were the result of something else and that something as in most cases whether you succeeded or failed was you something you did or did not do was the cause of that success or failure here is how it works the self management sequence the five steps that control our success or failure first behavior the step that most directly controls our success or failure is our behavior what we do or do not do behavior means our actions how we act what we do each moment of each day will determine whether or not we will be successful that moment or that day in anything that we do the right series of the right actions will always end up making things work better than the wrong series of the wrong actions 
in most cases if you do the right thing you are going to achieve the right results this step involves even the simplest level of behavior as an example if you like your job do the right thing at the right time and keep at it there is a good chance that your job will do well for you if on the other hand you do not like your work and do things which work against you on the job it won't work as well for you let's use another example if a student in school refuses to study never pays attention and misses a lot of classes all behavior will the student do well in school probably not if that student behaves in a way that says i don't like being where i am his or her behavior will ultimately cause a problem the good grades won't show up and if something doesn't change eventually neither will the student the same is true for your home life if you don't like where you are in your home life what will you do if you are like most of us in one way or another your behavior your actions will alert those around you that you are unhappy the result will be an unhappy home life or at a minimum you will have to live with disagreements arguments and unhappiness in one form or another on the other hand if your actions are those which work for you instead of against you the likelihood is that the things around you will have a better chance of working for you instead of against you but it goes far beyond that how you manage yourself what you do how you act each and every moment every word you speak motion you make and action you take or do not take will determine how well anything in your life works for you it does not take wizard to tell us that when we do the right things there is always a better chance that the things will work better for us than when we do the wrong things but why do we do what we do why do we not do the things we know we should and so often say that and do things what we know why should not what makes us do what we do what makes us act the way we act behave the way we behave why do we ever do anything that works against us instead of always doing exactly that which works for us is it because we don't know any better no we usually know what's right and what's wrong the reason we don't heed even our own advice is because of something as which affects directs influences or controls all of our actions that something that makes us do what we do is called our feelings second feelings every action we take is first filtered through our feelings how we feel about something will always determine or affect what we do and how well we do it if we feel good or positive about something we will behave more positively about it our feelings will directly influence our actions have you ever watched a child who was made to eat something he didn't like how did he act i have seen children who looked as though they were going to die right there on the spot but set a favorite dessert in front of the same child and what will he do he may look as though he is going to dive into it head first what is the difference between the one plate of food and the other it's not that one type of food is better than the other the difference is in how the child has come to feel about the food the way the child felt determined what action he took 
in one instance he fought it in other he relished it i have a friend whose worst fear is that of flying ordinarily she is level headed and possesses an even disposition but because of her fear of being in an aeroplane she would rather drive a car from her home in the midwest to visit her family on the east coast and lose two or three days getting there then hop on a plane and be with her family in two or three short hours when circumstances demand that she does fly she loses her well mannered even temperament her stress level triples her anxieties take over and she gets sick even before the flight begins is it the flying no it is her feelings about flying that cause her to act the way she does in this example you will notice that once again it made no difference if the individual feelings were rational her feelings nonetheless directly controlled influenced and severely affected the woman's actions your feelings about anything you do will affect how you do it it doesn't have to be feelings of like or dislike joy or fear all of your feelings affect your actions how you feel about your job your mate your family money your health yourself your success will determine how you behave in each of these areas if your feelings are positive and productive your actions will follow but what causes you to have the feelings which are so much a part of you did you get them by accident what creates the way you feel about anything chance never your feelings are created controlled determined or influenced by your attitudes third attitudes your attitudes are perspectives from which you view life some people seem to have a good attitude about most things some people seem to have a bad attitude about everything but when you look closer you will find that most of us have a combination of attitudes some good some not so good whatever attitude we have about anything will affect how we feel about it which in turn determines how we will act about it and that in turn determines whether or not we will do well so our attitudes play a very important part in helping us become successful in fact as we can see a good attitude is essential to achievement of any kind we so often hear of someone who is said to have a bad attitude The term is often applied to young people especially to teenagers who frequently get into trouble but we often hear it about adults too the implication is always that the individual is in caution is not going to make it if he doesn't change his attitude i would agree without a good attitude a perspective which allows one to see the opportunities ahead and set his sights to reach them he never will but even more important is the fact that in order to possess the kinds of feelings which work for us we have got to have the right attitudes to start with but where do we get our attitudes are we born with them or do they just appear out of nowhere our attitudes are no accident they don't just happen our attitudes are created controlled or influenced entirely by our beliefs for beliefs what we believe about anything will determine our attitude about it
create our feelings direct our actions and in each instance help us to do well or poorly succeed or fail the belief that we have about anything is so powerful that it can even make something appear to be something different than what it really is belief does not require that something be the way we see it to be it only require us to believe that it is belief does not require something to be true it only require us to believe that it is true that's powerful stuff uh, that means most of what reality is to each of us is based on what we have come to believe whether it's true or not it is possible that tomorrow morning in some classroom in the soviet union there will sit a little boy or girl who believes that the united states is bad it is also likely that tomorrow morning in some classroom in the united states there will sit a young boy or girl who believes that the soviet union is bad it makes no difference whether it is true or not it is what they believe and what they believe will affect their attitudes feelings and actions one day when they grow older they could shoot at each other to each of them it would be right it would be what they believe but when i was child sitting on a church bench trying to understand what the man in the pulpit was talking about i remember him telling us to believe i didn't know how to do that i thought that some people were lucky and some were not some just naturally got to believe and some didn't i did not know yet where belief comes from and i certainly did not know the power that belief would have in my life and the power beliefs have held in the lives of every human being who ever had a lived as an example of how important belief can be imagine believing something about yourself something that was working against you but was not true let's say that you believed that you had a trouble making friends easily or being accepted easily on and naturally by others you believed that you took a social back seat to people who seemed to be more popular as a result you found yourself standing back at social gathering self conscious and unsure of what to say at your work you often missed opportunities because you did not speak up even when your idea was better than the idea that was accepted from someone else who did speak up let's say that uh, you knew that you wanted to be intelligent and witty and fun but you believed that the outside you just didn't measure it up so since whatever you believe about yourself will end up affecting what you do you can be sure that if you believe that you are not as socially successful as you would like to be your belief about yourself will turn out to be correct whether it was true or not our social behavior is conditioned no one is born popular and socially adept every social grace skill and comfort level that we have successful or unsuccessful is based on what we believe about ourselves if you tell yourself that you cannot what can the only outcome be we all have thousands of big and little beliefs about ourselves some of them probably are true i suspect that most of them are not but your mind will act as though they are true if you believe them what makes us believe do our beliefs just one day spring out of nowhere were our beliefs handed to us on the day of our birth like birthmarks of our hereditaries to be kept forever do we create uh, them ourselves where do we get them
Our beliefs are not accidents of nature. Our beliefs are created and directed entirely by our programming. Fifth programming. We believe what we are programmed to believe. Our conditioning from the day we were born has created, reinforced and nearly permanently cemented most of what most of what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about most of what goes on around us whether the programming was right or wrong true or false the result of it is what we believe it all starts with our programming what we have accepted from the outside world or fed to ourselves has initiated a natural cause and effect chain reaction sequence which cannot fail to lead us to successful self-management or to the unsuccessful mismanagement of ourselves, our resources and our futures. It is our programming that sets up our beliefs and chain reaction begins. In logical progression, what we believe determines our attitudes, affects our feelings, directs our behavior and determines our success or failure. Programming creates belief, belief creates attitude, attitude creates feelings, feelings determine actions and action create results. That's how the brain works. If you want to manage yourself in a better way and change your results, you can do so at any time you choose. Start with the first step, change your programming. Chapter 9. The 5 Levels of Self-Talk what is self-talk and how does it work? The definition of self-talk can be simply stated. Self-talk is a way to override our past negative programming by erasing or replacing it with conscious positive new directions. Self-talk is a practical way to live our lives by active intent rather than by passive acceptance. With self-talk, we have a way to give new directions to our subconscious minds by talking to ourselves in a different way. Consciously reprogramming our internal control centers with words and statements which are more effective, more helpful to every part of us that we would like to improve. The self-talk statements paint a new internal picture of ourselves as we would most like to be. Self-talk gives each of us a way to change what we would like to change even if we haven't been able to do so in the past. It offers us the chance to stop being the old self and start to become a different, better self. A self which is no longer the product of conditioned response but governed instead by personal choice. Actually, there are several kinds of self-talk. Each of us each day may use any of five different levels of self-talk. Each level is specific and distinct from the others. Some of the levels work for us and some work against us. The more you know about each of them, the faster and more easily you will be able to master using the right kind of self-talk for yourself. Level 1 Self-Talk The level of negative acceptance I can't. The five levels of self-talk start at the lowest, least beneficial level. At the bottom of the list and the most harmful self-talk we can use is level 1. The level of negative acceptance. That is self-talk by which you say something bad or negative about yourself and you accept it. Earlier, we discussed several dozen commonly used self-talk statements and phrases. All of them were level first self-talk. This level is easy to spot. It is most always characterized by the words I cannot, 
और इफ ओनली आई कुड और आई विश आई कुड बट आई कांट एंड सो ऑन ऑल लेवल फर्स्ट सेल्फ टॉक वर्कस अगेंस्ट अस एंड अनफॉर्चुनेटली इट इज़ द मोस्ट फ्रिक्वेंटली यूज सेल्फ टॉक ऑफ ऑल I just don't have the energy I used to. I could never do that. I just can't seem to lose weight. Well, I just don't know. Today is just not my day, and I just can't it. Are typical of the kinds of doubts, fears, misgivings, and hesitations we program ourselves with when we say any level one self-talk phrase to ourselves out loud, silently, or to someone else. Remember the subconscious mind is listening and waiting for our instructions and it doesn't care what we tell it it just does it level 1 self talk represent everything from our simplest misgivings to the worst fears we have about ourselves it is our way of telling ourselves to hesitate question our capabilities and accept less than we know we could have done had we only given ourselves a chance it is our way of timidly hiding in the shadows instead of boldly thriving in the sunshine there is no way to estimate the amount of havoc and misdirection that level 1 self talk wreaks in our lives it clutters blocks and confuses it turns self assurance into self doubt and chaos it cripples our best intention and seduces us into becoming satisfied with mediocrity it is the heart of a get by attitude its subtle whispers telling us to passively accept a fate far less great than we had once dreamed of attaining it is the mythical siren which draws us onto the shore dashing our hopes on reefs of despair and complacency Imagine going through your life using that kind of self-talk on yourself. When you think about it, why would anyone once they know want to use any self-talk that would program them to fail or do less than they could? Yet that is exactly what most of us have done. It makes no difference how harmless the words seem at the time, they are the backbone of everything which works against us and stands in our way. Read yourself Rid yourself of the negative I cannots of self level one self talk, and you will have rid yourself of your greatest foil. Level two self talk, the level of recognition and need to change. I need to. I should. This level is beguiling. On the surface, it looks as though it should work for us, but instead, it works against us. In this level of self-talk, we are stating to ourselves and to our others our recognition of our need to change. Level second self-talk is characterized by words such as "I need to" or "I ought to" or "I should." Why does that work? against us because it recognizes a problem but creates no solution when you say to yourself or to someone else i really need to get more organized what are you really saying you are saying i really need to get more organized but i am not when you complete the sentences it is always unconsciously ended with an unspoken but still programmed level 1 statement of negative self talk i really should try to get to Work on time. I have just got to lose some weight. I really need to cut down on my smoking. I have got to do something about that. I really ought to take more time with my kids. I know I should study hard. Any time you hear yourself telling yourself any level second self talk, stop for a moment and complete the sentence 
finish out loud the program you are actually directing to your subconscious mind your self talk then becomes i would really like to earn more money more income but i am not i wish i could but i can't i know i need to take care of that but i am not taking care of it i ought to call home more often but i don't i would like to things to work out better but they won't those are the directives we unwittingly give to ourselves those are the seemingly innocent but exceptionally effective programs we feed to the most powerful control center known to man instead of giving birth to dreams and accomplishment level second self talk creates guilt disappointment and an acceptance of our own self imagined inadequacies is that good programming no it is not will it help us succeed no it will not level third self talk the level of decision to make change i never i no longer level third self talk is the first level of self talk that works for you instead of against you in this level you recognize the need of to change but also you make the decision to do something about it and you state the decision in the present tense as though the change has already taken place level 3 is characterized by the words i never or i no longer in this level you say i never smoke i no longer have a problem dealing with people at work i never eat more than i should i never get upset in traffic i no longer put off doing anything i want to get done when you move to level 3 you are automatically beginning to rephrase old negative cannots putting them behind you and starting them in a positive new way that tells your subconscious mind to wake up get moving and make the change when you begin to practice the new self talk for yourself you will find that you will need to use level 3 self talk only on those occasions when you are working at affecting a specific change let's use a self talk example of someone who smokes but who really wants to quit if you have been a smoker and wants to quit you may want to try this yourself let's say that you smoke but you finally decide that you want to stop smoking for good so you begin by using level 3 self talk you say to yourself i never smoke i no longer enjoy smoking and i have quit you use your new self talk silently to yourself but you also say it out loud even when you are with other people until now when you felt like lighting a psych cigarette you would simply do so think nothing about it and say nothing about it but now when you light a cigarette you say out loud i never smoke the first thing that will happen is that if you say those words in front of someone else while you are lighting a cigarette but you your friends are going to think you are a little strange but you continue to say the words both to yourself and out loud and for a while you continue to smoke just as you have become conditions to smoking but you also continue to give yourself new self talk at the same time i never smoke i no longer smoke in not too long a time what will happen one day you will be lighting a cigarette and saying i never smoke and your subconscious mind is going to say then what are you doing with that little white thing in your hand and one end of it is on fire you have 
been giving new programming to your subconscious telling yourself that you no longer need to smoke and your subconscious mind will automatically react by making sure that you no longer smoke that's what you have started telling it to do there is of course more to self talk than just a few simple words many habits including smoking have been years in the making and require a solid program of new self talk to break them down and replace them how to do that is discussed in a later chapter it doesn't make any difference that you are still a smoker when you start telling your subconscious that you no longer smoke remember the subconscious mind will believe anything you tell it if you tell it long enough and strongly enough it will simply go to work to carry out its new directions your subconscious mind will receive the new direction create a new non smoking picture of you in your control center and convince you to put the cigarette out you no longer smoke that's exactly what you told your subconscious mind that exactly what it will be do when the new programming takes over it won't be the result of magic hypnosis meditation or luck that's just the way the mind works it works because you tell it what to do learn to tell it in the right way and it will do it level 4 the level of the better you i am this is the most efficient effective kind of self talk we can ever use in our self talk vocabulary level 4 is the kind of self talk that has been used the least and is needed most it is at this level that you are painting a completed new picture of yourself the way you really want it to be handling handing it to your subconscious and saying this is the me i want you to create forget all the bad programming i gave you in the past this is your new program now let's get to work at it level 4 self talk is characterized by the word i am I am organized and in control of my life. I am a winner. I am healthy, energetic, enthusiastic and I am going for it. Nothing can stop me now. I like who I am. I am in tune, on top and in touch. I have determination, drive and self-belief. I am living the life I want to live. I am living a life I choose and I choose what's right. Now the ex smoker in level 4 would say I don't smoke my lungs are clean and healthy I have no habits which harm me or hold me back in any way instead of struggling with the past level 1 self talk the level 4 self talker deals with problems and opportunities in a whole new productive self activating way the past procrastinator who had been programmed to put things off now says I do everything I need to do when I need to do it. I enjoy getting things done and I enjoy doing things on time and in just the right way. The past problem is turned around to begin creating ongoing daily success. Instead of saying I can never remember names, the level 4 self talker automatically says I have a great memory. people are important to me and i am able to remember any name i choose to remember any time i want level 4 self talk is a positive self talk that is opposite of level 
it replaces helpless cannots with vibrant yes i can level 4 self talk inspires encourages urges and implores it tugs at our hearts touches our hopes and paints in the picture that colors our dreams it excites demands and pushes us forward it strengthens the armor of our pride and hardens the steel of our determination this is a self talk that challenges us to do battle with our fears and end up the victor it is a self talk which stirs us to action fills up fills us up with self belief and plants our feet firmly on the solid bedrock of success name the adversary state the problem and you can find the self talk that created it but for every word of negative self talk that has ever been uttered there is a right kind of self talk to counter it reprogram fix the problem problem and make it right there are hundreds of example already written of this special powerful reprogramming level 4 self talk i am a winner i believe in myself i respect myself and i like who i am i have made the decision to win in my life and that's what i am doing can you imagine going through the rest of your life with that kind of self talk on your side think of the programming that kind of direction would create it is yours for the talking it is yours the moment you decide to choose a better way you deserve the best out of life perhaps it's time to do something about it level 5 self talk the level of universal affirmation it is this level of self talk has been spoken for thousands of years it is as old as the ancient religions which inspired it it is the self talk of oneness with god this level of self talk speaks of unity of spirit a divine and timeless cosmic affinity which transcends all worldly things and gives meaning to our being It is the language of those who having conquered their ties to a life of earth bound demands choose to seek their manifest place in something greater something beyond the ken of most others but within the reach of their unearthly dreams this is a self talk for seekers still living among mankind but anxious to find greater reward level 4 level 5 self talk is characterized by the words it is it sound like this i am one with the universe and it is one with me i am of it within it and exist as a shining spark in a fire moment of divine goodness they are beautiful words and they are meaningful but lest i sound as though i am giving this level of self talk less than its due let me say only that those whose quest has placed them at this level already know they don't need to read this book to learn that self talk to them affirmations will serve as mantras to help them achieve their rather special goals it is still important however that we take care today of the things that are required today so i urge you to begin to use self talk of level 3 and level 4 if it's right level 5 will come in due time for now learn the self talk that will get you to the work on time help you fix your family ties give yourself the self image you deserve and get the basic things in this life in order you can begin right now there are two levels of self talk which you should learn first and two others which you should unlearn fast starting right now the moment you recognize 
why the self talk you have used at level 1 and level 2 has not worked stop using it there is no reason to use it any longer replace those two negative self talks with the self talk of level 3 and 4 if you would like to start working at it right now reread the section on level 2 and start learning self talk for yourself that's the self talk that will get you going change what you want to change and get you headed on a journey that will take you toward the fulfillment of your dreams and away from the frustrating roadblocks that have been standing in your way in a later chapter you will be given step by step directions on how to start using the new self talk automatically and unconsciously for now just learn to anything listen to anything you may be saying to yourself that could be working against you turn it around and start using the self talk that works for you chapter 10 the problem with positive thinking the concept of positive thinking is one of the better ideas to come out of the self help literature of this century it is one of those potentially life changing concepts however which sometimes seems to work better in theory than it does in practical if you were to walk down the street today and ask the next 10 people that you meet do you believe in positive thinking most of them would say yes some would say i think it's a great idea it doesn't work for me but i know it works for other people positive thinking should work for everyone but if it should why doesn't it literally millions of people have been helped by reading the great books on thinking positively many of those people when they wanted to solve problems in their lives turned to the pages of the books to find encouragement and solutions and they found what they were looking for i first read dr pele great book the power of positive thinking when i was 16 years old and like many other of the books readers i found it was a book to be read more than once when i discuss positive thinking what's right about it and what isn't in seminars and training programs i am invariably challenged by someone in our audience who is a devoted believer in the concept how could i possibly possibly question something that is so clearly positive after all don't i teach a form of positive thinking myself the answer is that the popularly accepted form of positive thinking is an excellent concept that goes a long way toward helping people readjust their thinking and do better in their lives it is one of the answers to helping us effect a major change in our lives almost it takes us most of the way but not quite all of the way that is like jumping 90% of the way across a chasm we almost make it to the other side but just making a decision to never again think negatively and for the rest of our lives think positively while it may work for a time can't last indefinitely why because the mental program which was already set up in our subconscious minds is the old kind of programming the kind that is pre-programmed to disbelieve new information which does not agree with the information already stored in the subconscious mind if you tell yourself that from today onward you will never again think negatively without at the same time giving yourself a specific new word for word vocabulary of the right thing to say 
you will soon slip back into the comfortable old habit of thinking negatively that is why the decision to be a positive thinker is so often short lived it seems to be great idea at the time but too often it doesn't keep on working I have known people who have become completely disillusioned about believing in anything positive simply because they wanted to believe tried positive thinking for a while and then stopped their old program literally stopped it from working when it didn't work their disappointment led to the conviction that positive thinking is for dreamers but not for them but positive thinking could work can work if the negative thoughts we are told to avoid are immediately replaced with the opposite your mental apartment imagine for a moment a mental apartment the place you live with your thoughts that mental apartment is furnished with everything you think about yourself and the world around you it is furnished with your thoughts much of the mental furniture in this mental apartment is hand me down furniture it is the old negative way of thinking which was handed down to us from our parents our friends our teachers and everyone else who has been helping us program our subconscious minds they gave us the furniture which we have kept and which we use in our mental apartment imagine that most of that furniture our negative thinking because it was hand me down furniture is weary with age the old tattered sofa which is sagging and worn the chairs are broken and shaky ready to fall apart if sat in too heavily the pictures hanging crookedly on the walls are yellowed and faint the kitchen table leans at an angle the dishes chipped and cracked no cup has a handle long sinks broken away coils of bed springs show through rusted and bent the rug on the floor is more patches and holes than it is rug in these furnishing a strong new piece of furniture some positive thought would seem out of place but though here and there there might be a sturdy piece of furniture or two they are too overrun in the clutter to be noticed at all now let us say that i agree to come over to your home this mental apartment and help you get rid of all the old furniture i tell you that i am going to help you get rid of your old negative thinking once and for all so that 43 4:30 tomorrow afternoon i arrive and we begin to carry all your old hand me down furniture outside and we store it in the garage we remove every piece every dish every rug table bed sofa and chair we take out every old negative self belief and store it away safely out of sight by 6 o'clock that evening we have finished and i leave after i leave you stand in the middle of your mental apartment it is empty and spotless there is not a negative thought not a sofa not a picture a book or a chair inside you look around you and think this is great i have gotten rid it i have gotten rid of all of my negative thinking now i can be a positive thinker that's at 6 o'clock you stand around walk through your mental apartment and then stand around some more a little later that evening after spending an hour or two with nothing but yourself and an empty apartment what do you suppose you will do you will go out into the garage where the old furniture is stored and get a chair a little later you will make another trip to the garage and bring in a table and maybe a dish or two 
वी आर मोस्ट कम्फर्टेबल विद द थॉट्स वी हैव लिव्ड विद द मोस्ट इट मेक्स नो डिफरेंस इफ दोज थॉट्स आर एंड द बेस्ट फॉर अस इट्स वट वी नो इट्स वट वी आर मोस्ट सिक्योर इन कीपिंग एट अवर साइड बाई नाइन ओ क्लॉक यू मे इवन हैव रिट्रीव्ड द ट्रस्टी ऑल टी वी वन बाय वन यू विल बिगिन टू ब्रिंग योर ऑल ट्रस्टेड एंड टाइम वो नेगेटिव थाट्स बैक इन टू योर मेंटल अपार्टमेंट वाई because when i helped you remove the old furniture i didn't give you any new furniture to replace it with i didn't give you any positive new thoughts to replace the negative old thoughts when you decides to stop thinking negatively and do not have an immediate new positive vocabulary to replace the old you will always return to the comfortable old negative self talk of the past if you got rid of your old furniture and stored it in the garage and you had no new furniture to replace it with if i were to visit you again in 3 weeks you would have all of your old furniture back in your apartment you would probably have rearranged it to make it look different but it would be the same old furniture the same old programming you had in the first place replace the old with the new so instead let us say that i knock on your door and i ask you to come outside there stands a shiny new delivery truck full of the most beautiful furniture you have ever imagined for the next 2 or 3 hours i help you carry all of the beautiful new furniture your positive new self talk into your mental apartment and this time we don't store the old negative furniture in the garage we pile it up in a huge pile and set a match to it we get rid of it don't give your old furniture to someone else don't pass along your negative self talk to someone else don't pass along your negative self talk to someone else after all that's how you got it in the first place this time when i leave walk through your mental apartment and look around you what an incredible sight meet your eyes what once was a place of tattered hopes and broken down dreams is now filled with the bright new beginnings of an exciting new you the new mental furniture stands on the sturdy legs of self assurance you have replaced frustration and quiet resignation with the enthusiasm of promise and belief that is how the positive thinking should work that is the difference between just believing in positive thinking and actually creating it in your life it is fine to throw out the old it is essential but it is also essential to replace the old with the new word for word thought by thought the problem has been that in the past no one gave us the words no one gave us the word for word vocabulary that we needed to replace the negative programming we had learned so well the right kind of self talk is the key to making all positive thinking work without it for most of us positive thinking becomes wishful thinking and wishful thinking is nothing more than saying to yourself i wish i could but i can't and i can't is level first self talk that kind that works against us the concept of positive thinking remains an exciting and worthwhile way to think better live better and feel better about ourselves on its own it will work for a time coupled with the right words the special activating stimulating directing words of self talk it can work for a lifetime if we want to find a method for our minds that helps us reach our goals we have got to find that method which doesn't just sound good it has to work and it has to keep on working
if it doesn't we fall short of our mark and we wonder why things don't go right for us wanting to be a positive thinker isn't enough making the decision to have a positive attitude isn't enough the human brain says give me more give me the words give me the direction commands picture schedule and the results you want then i will do it for you give me the words chapter 11 the motivation myth the radio talk show host was saying my guest today is a motivational speaker and an author in the field of motivation he concluded his introduction to the program by turning to me across the microphone and saying shad are you one of those guys who gets audience jumping in the asses and ready to run out and conquer the world i think my answer surprised him my response was no i am not in fact i really don't believe in motivation the next few moments may have been the first time there was that much dead silence on his radio show He had been prepared to talk about the exciting world of motivation and he had just realized that his guest was about to say it doesn't work but let me clarify some motivation works it's just that most of it maybe 95% of it doesn't i recall reading the comment from the training director of a large international corporation he was interviewed by a national magazine and the topic was on what is new in training principally in the field of corporations and large organizations he said that his company had decided to stop hiring pep rally motivational speakers a motivational talk he had concluded was much like eating chinese food for a lunch and hour later you are hungry again i don't know if that's really true about chinese food but it's true about motivation most motivation simply doesn't stick it doesn't stay with you there are different kinds of motivation and different kinds of motivator one of the most popular kinds of motivation consists of an audience of anxious listeners sitting enthralled while a dynamically enthusiastic speaker waves for them a web of pure magic the spun gold of riches and success for an hour or two he will imbue his listeners with a new sense of destiny a grand new vision of their unlimited selves all of them capable of scaling the highest mountain of their imagination if only they believe that they can the members of the audience are given a new lease of known life the only payment required is that they begin the next day as a new person conquering all odds laying waste their limitation focusing on the goal and going for it if you have ever attending a motivational talk such as i am describing you know that i am being somewhat polite and kindly understanding the magnitude of the mesmerizing that take place companies and groups of all sizes and descriptions rally on that kind of motivation to pep up their people give a high point to their conventions and sales meetings and send the troops away ready to go out and fight dragons close more sales fix problem fast and reach new heights of achievement large convention center motivational rallies have been held in cities across the united states These one or two day major motivational events have attracted tens of thousands of attendees anxious to spend a day of their lives getting filled up with powerful motivational and inspirational short fire techniques for success and the clues that will lead to the unlocking of life greatest rewards.
popular lecturers and speakers dynamic orators and lightening the faithful with the contagious zeal of the greatest sunday morning sermons captivate charm cajole and convince their listeners of their ultimate potential they fascinate and rapture entertain and enchant they do what they can there to do they motivate for the most part these motivators do a good job they get people thinking they paint pictures a gallery of suggested dreams which show others what can be what they can do they are the pied pipers of success leading the average would be achiever towards something better this stimulate minds inspire new ideas and reaffirm to the resolve to get at it get something done accomplish something worthwhile get some goals tackle the problems and move forward but there is a problem with that kind of motivation it is external and it doesn't last external temporary motivation all external motivation is temporary external motivation is a kind that may wake up you up wake you up but it will not keep you awake for long external motivation is motivation which comes to you from the outside it may influence you to make a change but it cannot make the change for you and it cannot keep you from drifting off course when the motivator is gone it is the external coach who supports encourages demands and rewards but when the coach is gone so is the support the encouragement the demand and the reward let's say that during the summer months you play a softball on a local team which has the goal of winning the local tournament your team is fortunate to have an exceptional coach he expects a lot from you but he also gives you a lot of encouragement he picks you up when you get down helps you believe that you can win and let you know it when you have done a good job he is a great motivator and he takes your team all the way to the top he has been your friend your ally and your strongest supporter you relied on him for your motivation and you got it then the season is over and the coach goes home what do you suppose he takes with him your motivation he was your motivation now he is no longer around and you have to get your motivation from somewhere else why because that motivation was external it all came to you from the outside of you and it was all temporary motivation all of our external motivation works the same way keep giving us the motivation and will we will do better take it away and we will move mentally back to where we were before the motivation began we may have progressed or grown or achieved something in the process but we did so with someone else energy it was not our own that is why so many of the hopeful attendees at so many motivational talks get pumped up full of energy ready to conquer the world and then slow down or stop dead in their tracks weeks days or even hours after the speech is over the inspiration they felt so strongly during the message is no longer there the energy and the enthusiasm which welled up inside of them is gone the motivator left town and so did most of the dream all that often remains is enough left over to remind you of what you could have done but didn't do that's because the convention hall or the banquet room was filled with individuals who unless they had first learned how to do it differently had taken their old computer programs with them the motivators were talk, 
टॉक इन टू अ रूम फिल्ड विद ओल्ड कंप्यूटर प्रोग्राम्स अ प्रोग्राम्स विच वर डिजाइन टू सबकॉन्शियसली रिजेक्ट द न्यू इंफॉर्मेशन विच द मोटिवेटर वॉज ट्राइंग टू फीड इन इट टेक्स मोर देन एन आर और टू टू ओवर राइट द ओल्ड प्रोग्रामिंग एंड रिप्लेस इट विद द न्यू इट टेक्स मोर देन अराउजिंग स्पीच टू इरेज एंड रिप्लेस दो इंटरनल प्रोग्राम्स विच टेलर्स वी शुड नो बेटर देन टू सडनली बिलीव डेट वी आर पावरफुल चैम्पियंस ऑफ सक्सेस lasting motivation takes more than the single reading of a book getting an occasional talk from the supervisor or manager or the encouragement of a friend the external motivation tells us that we can do anything we want to accomplish our poorly programmed internal motivator our subconscious mind says rubbish we may believe the external motivator for a time we want to believe it but our long time comfortable old program patiently waits for us to come to our senses believe what our past programming has taught us and stop this nonsense about wanting to be a super achiever whether or not we are capable of achieving doesn't make a bit of difference to our subconscious minds they are still acting on the tens of thousands of previous directions which told us no you can't an r or two of someone else telling us that we can do it simply doesn't have a chance the intentions were great the talk was inspiring the ideas were incredible but when the coach goes home so does the motivation how much better it would be if the same inspiring speaker spoke to a crowded hall of positive self talkers peoples with new disk in their computers just waiting to get filled up a subconscious mind which has erased the old negatives and replaced them with new positives is the most fertile ground for growth and achievement we will ever find managing others corporate executives and training directors should take note if you have ever wondered why your own motivational programs must be repeated or reinforced so frequently it is because the human brain it is psychologically psychologically impossible for momentary external motivation to create permanent change you can step up the amount of motivation and training you offer increase its frequency and never let the coach go home but if he ever does the old conditioning that is running your employees ships will once again take over some of the external motivation may last a little longer than others but all of it will eventually slow down and stop if you are responsible in any way for the training development motivation inspiration or the direction of other people regardless of your field whether you are a business person educator clergyman parent or friend remember that the people you are talking to want to believe in the best you are giving them but always remember that their progress toward accepting believing in and acting upon it is first and always filtered through their own previous conditioning and programming if you truly want to reach them work first with their self talk it is a unconscious self talk they are using today which will determine whether they subconsciously open the door to you or turn you away work first with the self talk which is guiding them now share with them the self talk which will open the door and then watch what happens people want to improve change for the better help them with a positive self talk see themselves in a different way and they will another problem with the external motivation and the problem which we should be most aware of is that a lot of it works against us 
here is how it works we go to a motivational talk it's a good talk and we get motivated and inspired if it is a good great talk by the time it is over we will have set some new sides and made an irrevocable commitment to make some important change for the better we may even have set some specific goals to do just that then we go home we get back to the details and structures of everyday life our old programming quietly reconvinces us that we are capable of less than that person on the stage was trying to get us to believe we are not even aware that there is a powerful internal mechanism at work busily beginning to override the new inspiration we got from the speaker eventually our internal programming wins out we had while we listened to the trainer readjusted our sights higher and set new goals but after a few minor defeats we start to agree once again with our old opinion of ourselves and we fail to reach the goal the disappointment of that failure failure large or small often takes the individual backwards i know potentially great men and women who got themselves so so enthused about their new goals that when they failed to achieve them gave up completely i have known people who left their jobs to look elsewhere disappointed in themselves though they usually blame someone or something else convinced that what they were told they could accomplish was a fairy tale or worse No one told them that before they could make a sweeping change in their lives they would first have to make a minor change one minor change within themselves no one told them that they could have achieved those exciting goals if they had first learned how to talk to themselves there are of course many kinds of external motivation which look nothing like a motivational rally or pep talk in fact most of the motivation we receive is far less obvious we rely on friends books family luck problems achievements and social pressures to tell us what to do and to keep us doing it one of our greatest daily motivators is the heap of demands of daily living that is often what gets up us up in the morning gets us going and motivates us to do most of what we do throughout the day most of us will admit that we feel we have to should need to or are supposed to do most of what we do we have even found a popular word to express the result of too much of that kind of motivation stress but these external motivators are also temporary the motivation exists until the demands go away since the real meaning of word motivation is to put into motion it seems to me that when it comes right down to it if a word were taken most of us would rather decide for ourselves what should put us into motion than to have someone else decide for us the only motivation that lasts how about being your own motivator how about taking charge and putting yourself back in control you can just by learning that all true motivation the only kind that lasts the only kind you can count on is internal motivation imagine having a coach that stayed with you season after season and every day in, in between imagine not needing to wait for someone else to get you charged up and moving imagine being able to rely on yourself 
to always automatically and unconsciously energize your spirit focus your attention and keep you in tune on top in touch and going for it can you imagine never again needing someone else to prod or push you into activating your own best efforts your own internal coach is waiting to do just that it is your best friend your closest ally your strongest believer it will show you the best in yourself and help you achieve it it will give you direction put purpose in your stride strengthen your will give you unquestioned belief it is loyal to the end it is the coach that never goes home it is the ultimate motivator it will never fail you it cannot it is you chapter 12 not hypnosis not subliminal I am often asked if self-talk is a form of self-hypnosis. In some ways, self-talk looks and acts at first glance like a form of self-hypnosis, but there is an important difference between the two. Hypnosis takes the control of your receptive mind and programs it without the benefit of conscious control. Hypnosis is not affected during the normal waking state. Self-talk helps you achieve the same objective consciously. It is accomplished each day as a part of your normal waking state. Hypnosis requires the subject you to enter what is called a trance state, one of the several levels of consciousness which open doors to the subconscious mind. The verbal suggestions to enter that trance state can be given to you by someone else or with practice by yourself using specially worded tapes. You can enter the trance state on your own. In the field of psychology and in certain areas of medical science, there is still some disagreement about what exactly takes place when a person becomes hypnotized. Most researchers agree that when individuals are placed in a hypnotic state, they are more receptive to certain kinds of suggestions. There also appears to be less clutter between the conscious mind and unconscious mind. The distractions of the so-called conscious mind are reduced and the individual appears to be more open to subconscious suggestions and directions of various kinds. Some experienced practitioners in the field of hypnosis have concluded that hypnotic states are naturally states of mind. So natural in fact that according to them we are hypnotically influenced daily by, by subtle subconscious suggestions of which we are not even aware. I have met people and had personal friends. Who have told me how hypnosis helped them reduce weight, stop smoking or played an important role in overcoming fears. I have no doubt that for them it worked. I have observed troubled souls who sought and found with the aid of an experienced hypnotherapist the source of and ultimately the cure for the problems they faced. While there are medical doctors, psychiatrists and psychologists who question hypnosis or denounce it as a pseudoscience. There are also other professionals in the same fields who attest to having used hypnosis to help their patients reduce pain, relieve anxiety, control stress or change habits. They have told us that hypnosis offers us a way to dramatically affect our health, our jobs and our personal lives. Their experience has taught us that many of the early fears about hypnosis were unfounded.
when hypnotized whether unknowingly or not uh, we will not suddenly fall prey to the wishes of some mental magician who tricks our mind into obeying his every command hypnosis has not won the overwhelming acceptance of the scientific community there are however uh, within that some same community of edu- educated individuals those who claim that hypnosis is not is not a fad espoused by the esoteric or non chemical mental wonder drug which will cure all ills instead these individuals view hypnosis as a legitimate tool which should be researched perfected accepted and used as a contributing part of our modern day science if you elect to use self talk and to become a conscious positive self talker it is important that you understand why hypnosis is not a part of self talk even if hypnosis were to live up to the claims which some of its practitioners ascribe to it the reason that self talk does not use hypnosis for its effectiveness has nothing to do with whether hypnosis works or not the reason has to do with something called responsibility personal responsibility taking responsibility for yourself when i was young i somehow got the impression that responsibility was a bad word a lot of us had similar conditioning we usually heard the word responsibility used in a way that was connected with somebody who has either doing something wrong or wasn't doing what he has supposed to do who's responsible for this was a usual adult question to the child when something got broken when a teenager had down done something wrong or wasn't wasn't living up to the expectation the typical admonition was why aren't you more responsible and those questionable words of motivation were often capped off with can't you take any responsibility for yourself somehow the word responsible was never connected to good things it was always used when things were going wrong responsibility means something far beyond that something much more important personal responsibility is at the root of everything we think do conceive fail at or achieve in our lives so as we see personal responsibility is the bedrock of all individual action responsibility does not mean duty or burden it is not the measure of our liability or our accountability it is the basis of our individual determination to accept life and to fulfill ourselves within it the day you were born there is a good chance that there were few other people around helping you into the world your mother was there probably a doctor and maybe a nurse or two but no matter who patted you on the back side when you came struggling into a human life you took your first breath alone you matter no matter what help you may have received you took that first breath by yourself and the next breath and the next and you do did that you may have had some help along the way but the breaths you took were your own no one breathed them for you one day each of us will die if you have ever stood at the bedside of someone who was passing out of this world you know that no matter how tightly you might have held that loved one's hand their last breath was breathed alone when you or i take our last breath in earthly matters we will breathe it alone 
in spite of everything that anyone can do to help in spite of the doctors and the assistants in spite of what needs and tears of those who stayed behind when we leave we will leave alone there may be abundant spirits to guide us but of those we will we leave on earth behind us not one of them can share that journey with us we take our first breath by ourselves and we take our last breath alone how then is it that somewhere in between in the time we call life we expect someone else to do our breathing for us no one will ever breathe one breath for us no one will ever think one thought that is ours no one will ever stay in our bodies experience what happens to us feel our fears dream our dreams or cry our tears we are born live and leave this life entirely on our own that self and the divine spirit which derives it are what we have no one else can ever live a single moment of our lives for us that we must do for ourselves that is responsibility personal responsibility is the essence of life i for one who would rather not give that up why would we ever want someone else to do our thinking for us the use of hypnosis may be a fine and worthwhile way to set our minds in a certain ways if it can successfully aid in treating pain without chemicals i applaud it if it can assist us in other ways as an adjunct to other methods i accept it positive result but given a choice between taking conscious personal responsibility or trance state solutions we should opt for those methods which give us personal control those which demand and utilize the long term benefits of taking charge and taking personal responsibility with active daily self talk you are consciously in control and in charge of every change you are making within yourself with hypno hypnosis you are not subliminal conditioning there is a near cousin of hypnosis which have become popular in recent times it is often called subliminal learning the concept of subliminal learning works like this while you are listening to a cassette of something of an ordinary nature such as soft music the so- sound of rain or a soothing stream in the forest you are also hearing unconsciously messages which have been subliminally hidden within or under the other sounds An example of this would be a cassette tape of specially recorded music which also has recorded into the soundtrack an inaudible spoken message you hear the music but you do not consciously hear the voice which is speaking to you it may be convincing you to lose weight reduce reduce your stress increase your capabilities improve your relationship with your loved one or make more money depending on the subject that is being covered on the recording i have reviewed a variety of cassette tapes which utilize the concept of subliminal learning in order to access their effectiveness i have studied what appears to be objective case studies of the use of subliminal learning to affect a change in human behavior does this kind of subliminal programming work and if it does is it the result of the actual subliminal message or does it help because we think it is working a kind of subliminal placebo 
Most of us remember the stories from the 1950s and the early 60s when it was reported that movie theaters were inserting short subliminal messages into a film to get us to rush out to refreshment stand and buy a soft drink and some popcorn the government got interested theaters were cautioned to stop using subliminal advice advertising messages in their films and the furor over mind control died down and was for the most part forgotten there remain however a number of elusive stories about certain shopping malls that word a subliminally recorded message into their background music at christmas time in order to reduce shoplifting i have also absorbed by viewing recent high action movies on a video tour frame by frame stills of skulls and other horrifying pictures carefully edited into action sequences of the film i have no doubt whatsoever that when viewed at regular speed subliminally subliminally unconsciously these split second images create the desire effect in our minds subliminal intrusions on our unconscious minds do affect us can the same techniques be used to convince us to use a certain brand or of perfume or buy a new line of cosmetics i think that most advertising agencies executives would privately vouch for the fact that they do if the same subliminal techniques work could they be used to influence our voting and election if the human mind is as some have said the playground of the powerful those who would manipulate and control our thoughts must certainly be having a field day by not taking responsibility for our own thoughts we leave our minds open to the whims of others as individuals we deserve better we are capable of exerting more control over ourselves our own minds individually than any outside control or influence which anyone else could possibly have over us subliminal learning techniques may one day prove to be safe and solid blast bastions of the edifice of scientific learning but they require you to trust completely those who are silently feeding information to your mind i would still encourage you to vote your own vote think for yourself be aware of what you are programming into your subconscious mind there are those who will say that hypnosis has its place i believe that it does there are those who will say that subliminal mind techniques are effective they may be right but i encourage you to take responsibility for you and everything you accept and do as a part of your own given birth right you deserve the right to own and control your own thoughts you are your thoughts don't ever let anyone as have dominion over them if think for yourself if you use self hypnosis self hypnosis as a tool for your own growth and it has worked for you in the past and if you choose to use self talk as a part of that tool the combination of your own self hypnosis and your new self talk should work for you as well if your meditation if your meditation or your mantra of self direction includes the words of self talk then your meditation and you will benefit from them but always remember that some of the greatest minds some of the greatest achievers which this earth has ever known achieved their greatness with only three overriding attributes spirit 
conviction and hard work when you learn to talk to yourself in the right way you do not need the conviction of a hypnotic trance to give you the inner strength that you desire you do not need to wait hopefully for some subliminal message to convince you your own self talk to your own inner self is and always will be your surest form of inner defense and inner strength combine that with your personal source of spiritual strength and no one nothing can override it use it employ the resources of your own mind call them to action think for yourself speak for yourself educate and program your own mind in the manner of your own choosing no one else would should do that for you no one else has the right